everyone. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. My name is Jordan Ross, and I'm a professional success coach here to help you uncover how to live a life of abundance. Each week, I'll be bringing you a lesson to help you on your journey to unlimited health, wealth, wisdom, and ultimately happiness. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get our session started. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. For everyone who does not know who Matt Farber is, Matt is one of the best bowlers in the entire entire world. He is a part of Team USA Bowling and is also, in addition to that, a mental performance coach where he was able to utilize some of his experiences as a, an elite bowler and utilize that and transfer it into how do you take someone and bring them to their elite mental performance. So, Matt, welcome to the show, bro. I'm been looking forward to this for quite some time. Me too, man. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. So for everyone who does not know you, Matt, what, what is Matt Farber all about in a nutshell? Uh, in a nutshell, honestly, Matt Farber is all about uh, love. Is My one word focus, if I had to pick one word to, to help drive me to accomplish all my goals for the rest of my life, uh, love is my word right now. So I'm focused on really just showing, showing love to everybody and welcoming, welcoming in love. Um, and really just trying to help people be the best person that they can be, whether it's being an athlete, whether it's being a business person. Uh, I really just, uh, you know, want to focus all of my efforts on trying to help other people because um, that's where I feel my most fulfilled. So, uh, and, and it's the right thing to do. So that's, that's really me in a nutshell, quite frankly. Yeah, so you just mentioned something awesome, right? How you are totally focused on becoming fulfilled and ultimately being happy because I know when you are able to work with someone in a one-on-one capacity or a group capacity, you walk away feeling fired up, fire the fuck up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Talk about your journey to uncovering where you actually feel fulfilled because I know when we spoke a few months ago, you were unsure where you wanted to take your life because you had bowling and maybe that wasn't the most satisfying thing from the one-on-one perspective. So talk to me about that. What's that look like? Right. So, I mean, I think it's really, I think it's just about trying new things and, and really trying to discover what makes you happy. And a lot of the time, you know, and, and something that you really explained to me well was that a lot of the time when we work towards something, we try to, we try to get really good at something and then we finally get there. It's not all that we imagined it to be. And so my whole life I had imagined that when I got to this level of competing as an athlete, you know, I made the U.S. national team and I was selected to represent the United States and, um, you know, won an event over in Brazil. And, you know, I, I thought that when, once I got there that that was going to be like, I'm good. That's that's what I'm going to do. And then I did it for a couple months. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of not worrying about necessarily how much money you're making. You know, if you're doing what you love and you're good at it, the money will follow. And uh, so I, you know, money was fine. Everything was good. Um, and it just wasn't fulfilling. And I realized that uh, I'm my happiest and I'm at my best when I'm helping other people. So when I'm practicing every day, I was just practicing for me. And when I was competing every day or on the weekends, I was practicing just for myself. And I didn't, re you know, there, I felt like there, I wasn't giving back and I wasn't doing enough for other people. And so that's when I kind of, went on this venture of saying, okay, you know, how can I, how can I help other people while still being able to do what I love? Um, but I didn't want it to just be in bowling. I wanted it to be bigger than that. I wanted to help people that have any aspirations to do anything. So, um, you know, I really thought long and hard about it. And after some uh, awesome advice from you and from advice from other people, uh, that I, that I really value closely, 
uh, I decided, you know, this is kind of the capacity that I wanted to, to perform in. And I want to help people, um, you know, just be the best they can be and really focus on the mental aspect of it. Because, you know, especially coming from an athletic background where uh, I was, you know, with so many athletes that are so talented physically, everybody practices so much to work on their physical talents. But there's something else that separates elite athletes from just the good athletes or from the average athletes. And that's what goes on between the ears. And so that's really what, what I want to focus on because I really believe that mental health is really important. And especially when you're trying to be an elite, even if you're trying to be an elite business person, that mental performance is going to be extremely important. So that's kind of, that's my niche now. And that's, that's where I, where I reside. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember what we discussed about a few months ago was how you were meditating prior to your your games, your competitions, yeah. and yeah. your team was giving you crap, like, bro, what are you doing? You yeah. know, so talk to me about this state that you you were able to get into and you're able to get into just by going through your ritual prior to your games. Right. So I think that I always think back to one of Gandhi's quotes. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he says, you know, first I'll laugh at you or first I'll ignore you, then they'll laugh at you, then they fight you and then you win. So it was really, uh, it's, it's, nobody does anything like that in our sport. They really don't. And um, so I said, you know what, if this is going to help me be the best version of me, if this is going to help me and my team, most importantly, then I just got to do what I got to do. I got to bite the bullet and I can't live in that box of caring about what people are going to think or what people are going to say. And at the end of the day, you just, you really have to just stop worrying about being judged. And that's really the mindset that I was really able to get into. And I developed a strategy and a system. Um, and I kind of just executed it. And that was really the most important thing to me. At, at the end of the day, I think that a lot of people are really concerned with what other people think, what other people say. And, you know, I think we still battle it from time to time, whether it's being our true self and maturing and kind of being the person that we want to be. Um, I think that, I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle to do because it may be different than what society wants us to necessarily be or what we're conditioned to be growing up. So at the, you know, at the end of the day, I just always thought to myself, man, why am I going to, why am I going to cut myself short? Why, why am I not going to give my everything to myself and most importantly to those around me? So that's really, that's really what changed my mind. Yeah. So you mentioned something really awesome, how you, you just saw the potential to grow and develop further through breathing and meditating exercises. And I've been in a similar scenario with Amazon where we had someone, when we were in a training room of like 50 to 75 managers ask who meditates and like, please stand up. I was the only one in the entire room to stand up. Really? And when you stand up or raise your hand or are siloed like that, that doesn't feel great. But when you go back to home and you think about it, you're like, how is this not common practice? Because you look at the greats, whether they're athletes, businessmen, philanthropists, they're all do it. They're all breathing. They're all meditating. They all have complete control. So how did, how did you actually go from the mindset of, I want to do this to not being afraid of rejection? Because we talked about this prior to our call, the Matt Farber that I went to high school with, he was a quiet kid. Like we had, I think we had, it was like a financial literacy class with Rogers, right? If you remember that. Yeah, and remember. you didn't talk. I remember we were in the same class. I didn't hear a word from you all year. And when I think about that, Matt, I think about a guy who like was afraid of his shadow. And I think of you now, you're, you're blasting out your like true, true self. So how did you 
actually break that down, break down that fear and just come out and be yourself because most people are stifled by that. Right. And I think, I think in the end for me, what it came down to was uh, a fear of regret. Really. Whenever I'm not sure about something, I always think of myself when I'm, I don't know when, when I'm, let's say, 80 years old and I think to myself what well, if I look back on my life what would I want my life to look like and not being myself um, was was something that I feared and so I said you know what I don't care if people judge me I don't care if people laugh at me because at the end of the day I'm gonna do what's best for me for me to be happy and once you can truly be happy that's when you can start helping other people so being, you know, having success in bowling really helped my confidence, of course. And then eventually you just got to kind of pull the trigger and say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And this, I'm going to stick to it. And I don't care if people laugh at me. I don't care if people make fun of me. Um, and I think in high school, I was really kind of worried about that. I really wasn't a big social guy. I kind of just bowled every single day and practice. And that was my thing. And so I think that my bowling was a little bit foreign to a lot of people that were, that we went to school with. And so um, because of that, I was just kind of just doing my own thing. I was to myself and people didn't really understand what I was about, what I was doing. And that was okay. And, um, you know, I just figured that back then I, I just wasn't really gonna, you know, wasn't really gonna make a whole lot of friends and meet a whole lot of new people because people really weren't interested in what I was doing. Um, and then when you, you really open, open your eyes and there's so many people out there that are into so many different things. So, you know, when I started pouring this positive energy into the universe, you start to realize all the other people that are out there that are similar minded, you know, that are like minded, that su will support you in your journey to doing stuff like that. Um, and so I think at the end of the day, it was just really recognizing who I wanted to be and how I could best help other people. And so the shy kid in high school that really didn't have a whole lot of friends. Um, and it was the same thing through college, quite frankly. I really didn't have a whole lot of friends through college. I had my group of like five, six solid friends. And, um, and I was scared of being judged. I just was. I was just scared of people thinking that I was weird or thinking that I was a loser. And now I really honestly couldn't give a shit. Like, if you think I'm weird, that's, that's on you. That's not on me. I'm having fun. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And what you just mentioned that I loved was once you started pouring that amazing energy into the world, it, was, it started reciprocating. Like, you attracted me into your life. When I watched your videos, I on Snapchat, I saw someone who wore their wore their emotions on their sleeve, which is exactly what I do as well. You know? Right. So the thing that I want to point out to the people listening is there's a law called the law of reciprocity. And it's like energy attracts like energy. So if you're someone who right now is sitting like at home or in the car or in listening to this and you think you're one of those people who is afraid of rejection, fear of missing out, right? Well, you're exactly gonna attract that back in your life. You know, Matt in high school, for example, was the quiet kid who didn't talk to many people and didn't have many friends. And that's exactly what he attracted into his life. He didn't attract much conversation, much great experiences. But once he started to step out and live, you know, with less fear and honestly fearless, he right. started to attract people who were also fearless and people who lived with that same passion. That's how I ended up becoming friends with him. I reached out to him and said, Hey dude, saw your videos. I really love what you're doing. Let's get on the phone. And that developed a really great friendship that we have. Like we talk, we talk at least monthly, like right. no matter what, 
And for someone whose opinion, I, I, I love getting on the phone with you because once you actually start to resonate with yourself on a deeper level, you attract people who resonate with you at your core. And it's a whole different experience from a friendship perspective because every time we get off the phone, we get off the phone and I feel fired the fuck up. Where I used to hang out with my friends and I would never, like, it, it was rare that you would leave feeling fired the fuck up talking about something you're passionate about on a daily basis. And now yeah. surrounded by people, every time we get off the phone, it's still great. You yeah. Know? How does that resonate with you? It's uh, you're spot on, dude. It really is. And, and, and something that I've, it's just all part of a journey, you know, and something that I've learned is that you really got to fire, you got to surround yourself with people that are going to fire you up and you got to surround yourself with people that have that like positive energy and, uh, you know, throughout my journey, I was uh, able to work with and still work with a really cool sports psychologist. Um, and he, one of the things, one of the first things he ever told me was show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it's spot on. And if you think about it, the people that you surround yourself with are going to be the people that you end up like. And so if you want to be great and you want to accomplish a lot of things, you got to surround yourself with people that want to be great and want to accomplish a lot of amazing things. So, I mean, what you're saying totally resonates and it's true. Whatever you put out into the universe, the universe gives back to you. So if you're putting out that positive energy, um, you know, a lot of people are, are funny in sports where they think that they can only have fun when they perform well, but they don't understand that having fun can facilitate you performing well, you know, it's, they're independent of one another. You can have fun before you perform well. So, you know, I, I just think that, I think that the universe works in incredible ways. And I think that, um, you know, kind of whatever energy you put out is what you're going to get back. And once you start really truly believing in that, that's, I mean, that's what happens. And then you know, it starts to pay dividends pretty quickly. Yeah. And you, reminded me of our first conversation when you were saying that you kept you kept bringing up the universe and our first conversation we talked about the not the universe has your back that was a book i suggested to you but the book uh called the secret yeah talk to me talk to you about your experience with the secret and what impact that had on you i think that dude so the craziest thing actually it's so funny because in the secret they talk about you know using it's it's almost like some sort of a visualization in a sense where you're, you're kind of visualizing what you want to happen. Um, and there's one guy, I, I just vividly remember this and I don't know why, but there's this one guy um, in, in the actual movie that I saw the original one. And he talks about how he uses the secret to get good parking spots. And I'm like, dude, that's like crazy. And Jordan, I kid you not. I always get good parking spots. I always get good parking spots. I'm never like, 300 feet from the door. I'm never walking across the whole parking lot. I always get good parking spots. And now more and more, I believe like, okay, I'm going to the store. I'm going to get a good parking lot in front. And sure enough, there's a, a good parking spot. And sure enough, there's a good parking spot right in front of the store. Um, and so, you know, I think that, I think a lot of people get scared of leaving the normal path and kind of worried about what may happen as opposed to just going with it and taking chances and taking that leap of faith sometime that you got to take, uh, whether it's with your career, with your relationships, whether it's with, with anything. And uh, one of the things that the secret told me, um, or a secret taught me rather, was to really just, just to, you know, if something comes up, go for it. Stop saying no, because you have because you have what you think is a plan and deviates from your plan. Because sometimes 
those things that come up that you never expect are the things that are going to present you the most beautiful opportunities in life. Yeah. And that's amazing because first, first thing, the thing that I smiled at was I always get a parking spot. And what you just reminded me of is what we just talked about. When you surround yourself with amazing people, they also impact your level of thinking. My level of thinking was I get a parking spot. Your level, your level of thinking is I get a great parking spot. So in The Secret, for those of you who have never read or heard of it, The Secret really talks about the power of the universe and what's called manifesting. It's an introduction to manifesting. How you can visualize and basically co-create your existence, the smallest things such as getting a parking spot rather than driving around like crazy. Uh, the thing that I loved that you said is really what you talked about, not having a plan, right? Allowing for the world to unfold in front of you and taking those those signs and what I like to say for driving down the highway, those signposts, right. figuring out which exit or which route to get off of. When you think about that, Matt, you think about allowing the world to, to show you signs. I think of a great story that you told me uh, with the quarter. Can you, oh, can, you tell the audience, can you talk to the audience about the quarter? Yeah, that's a fucking wild story, dude. So, uh, so that book, uh, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein is, is something that you recommended to me. You actually sent it to me. I'm, I've been done with it for a couple of weeks now, and I've been meaning to get your address to send it back. So you need to send that to me so I can give it back to you. No, that's so, a gift. I got that for you, man. Oh, that's your book. What an awesome gesture. Well, thank you, dude. I'm going to honestly have to, have, to, uh, have to do the same again for somebody else because it's life-changing. So, um, so I think before I'm going to preface this story by saying that I think a lot of people are scared of uncertainty. And I think that's something that happens to everybody is that we're, you know, some people want to take a leap of faith with their career and possibly get a new job, but they're scared of what the uncertainty of, of being unemployed may be. Um, or they're scared of the uncertainty of their relationships. And um, this book is something that really discussed a lot about dealing with the uncertainty and really just trusting the universe to have your back and that the universe will make sure that the future is lined up the way that you want it to be, um, if you truly believe in that. So, um, so I was making this leap of faith to become this mental performance coach, and I was really feeling uncertain because although being an entre entrepreneur is a great thing, you get to work for yourself, you don't have to take orders from other people, you're working towards your dream. There's also a lot of pressure that comes with it because you have to go out and you have to get your clients. You have to be doing, you have to create your own workload, right? It's not like work, walking to office on you know, Monday through Friday and just having work on your desk to be done. You've got to create that for yourself. So that was all things that I, I was really uh, not worried, but just conscious of. And so um, in this book, she discusses about picking a sign, picking some sort of sign from the universe that, you, that you're waiting to see um, to kind of uh, receive some reassurance that you're going down the right path. So I picked, I picked a sign of a quarter. So I picked a, you know, I just picked a quarter. That's what I said. I said, my sign is a quarter, right? So later that week, literally two days later, um, I was at a, a watch party. We were watching uh, the, the semifinals for the NCAA Volleyball National Championships because uh, me and my friends are a bunch that we really like watching volleyball. So we're watching it. And one of the people that we were with, she played, uh, she plays college volleyball and so we asked her um, you know somebody spiked the ball and it hit the other player in the face right so we're all laughing about it and so I so I said to her I said have you ever done that because uh, she's a superstar volleyball player um, and she's like yeah you know back in high school 
we, whenever we would do that, uh, we would call it a quarter and we would start chanting quarter, quarter. And then whenever we would do that, we would fill up our own individual jars uh, with quarters to keep track of how many we had. And so I'm just sitting there and like, I don't even remember what, like what happened for the rest of the match. I was so blown away that like, out of everything in the universe, it was called a quarter. Right. So I, I was, my jaw hit the floor and I was like, are you kidding me? That's so wild. Right. So I keep going about my business. And then the next day I was, I was going through my certification course to become a certified mental performance coach uh, through this individual named Brian Kane. And he, uh, and, and so I'm working through the videos, I'm working through the, the quizzes and notes and all that good stuff. And I went up to take a bathroom break. And as I walk into the bathroom, and I get past the counter and I get closer to the toilet, um, I look down and right next to the toilet, there's a quarter on the floor. So at first, the first quarter, I was like, you know what, it's just the word quarter. And then the universe kind of reassured me like, no, we weren't messing around. This is the sign uh, by showing me that physical quarter on the floor of the bathroom, uh, which while I was going through the certification process to be that mental performance coach. And then I, you know, kind of just said, Universe got my back. No, no reason to worry. Let's just go about our business. Let's live in the present, and then uh, the future will work itself out. Yeah, and what I love to think about is how the universe actually implants these thoughts into our head, right? And I call it, I call it intuition. Most people call it intuition, where you intuitively just thought of quarter, and that was the first thing that flowed into your mind, that state of flow. And when I'm when I'm discussing flow with my clients and my friends and you, I talk about how it's a really high level of consciousness and being able to remove yourself and develop an inner faith that there is a, there is a greater plan, that there, there really is this synchronicity of the world and the energy that flows through. Once you develop that inner faith, you get that outer reassurance. But a lot of people live in the state of that outer reassurance gives them inner faith that maybe they're on the right or wrong path. It's what Tony Robbins talks about. You are living in a state where the world is happening to you or happening for you. Right. right? So the second you start talking about a quarter, it's no coincidence that a quarter popped into your mind because that was your intuition guiding you to lead to that like resolution of quarter. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's a huge thing is that, what Tony, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I know we've talked about him multiple, multiple times. Um, I think that one of the coolest things about what he said in that the world is either happening for you or to you, um, and that life is either happening for you or to you. And I think one of the coolest things is that um, it's all just a shift in perception. It's all, all it is, is it's just a snap away from you going from throwing yourself a pity party to you going uh, and being grateful for all the things that you have in your life and you're in control of it. And sometimes all it takes is just the awareness that, hey, I've got that kind of mindset where life is happening to me instead of happening for me. Um, and it's really all something that we can control. And the more that you're conscious of it, right, the higher our level of consciousness is, the the easier life seems honestly the easier everything seems because it seems like everything just falls into place yeah 100 percent. and what i want to quickly ask the audience to think about is if you're one of those people that is not sure whether life is happening to you or happening for you i would like for you to reflect upon a time 
that was painful for you. And just think about in your head, think about a time that was painful. And now think about how you grew from it. And odds are, and I'm going to guarantee there was, there was growth, whether it was mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, you grew from a painful experience, which in the present moment, when you're in that shit sucks. Right. Now, one thing that staying on the topic of Tony that he talks about is, and we talked about this, when you make a declaration to the universe, when you make a stand for what you want and what you want to manifest, things start, start showing up for you. It's kind of like how you put a stake in the ground and said, like, quarter's my sign. Well, all of a sudden, there's these quarters. My encouragement to someone who's listening, who's really looking to up, up their level of consciousness, up their level of awareness, make a, decalate, make a declaration for yourself today. What is it that you want to make a stand for? And I'll quickly give you the story about Tony, which I think we may have talked about, but I don't know. And Tony Robbins was giving a discussion or a talk to a bunch of elementary or middle schoolers. She's actually talking to whole school district, now that I think about it. And he was giving a talk, and he was in front of an entire grade. And he said to this whole, like this whole class of middle schoolers, Anyone who wants to go to college in this, in this room, I will pay for your tuition under certain circumstances. You get XYZ GPA and you do X amount of hours of community service per day. Tony at that time made an absolute declaration to the world, I'm gonna pay for these kids, these kids tuition in college. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the money at the time. And the second he started to make that declaration for others, all this abundance of wealth started just flowing into his world. So my encouragement to the listener is, what is a declaration that you intuitively want to make to yourself? Absolutely. Think about it right now. And make that declaration. Go about the next day or two, just aware of your surroundings and looking for a sign from the world that that, is go that can happen and that you're on the right path. All right, now, Matt, back to you. <laughs> so, so, Matt, um, I want to change gears real quick. And... I'm always super curious to learn about other people's techniques when it comes to mental performance. Mm -hmm. And I take my clients and I take myself daily through breathing and meditation. Would you actually be open to taking me through a breathing exercise? Absolutely. So, so let's just, let's, let's give a couple facts here about breathing, right? That people may not know, right? So breathing's important. We all know it. We all know that breathing's important because we just do it right? Because we need to, to live. If we don't do it, we die. So uh, what, what a lot of people don't know is that, um, you know, when it comes to breathing, your, your brain uses 80% of the oxygen that you breathe in. So if you want to talk about thinking clearly, you want to talk about making great decisions and living with a clear mind, uh, let's talk about breathing, right? Because when you breathe properly, that really facilitates that. Just 80%, 80% of all the, the oxygen that we breathe in goes to our brain. So it's huge, huge. Uh, and and then another thing that a lot of people don't know is, you know, a lot of people talk about detox, going on a detox, right? I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to change what beverages I drink. I'm going to change my exercise routines. I'm going to change whatever I can change to go on a detox. But what a lot of people don't know is that breathing eliminates 70% of the toxins in your body. So you want to talk about a real detox. You want to talk about really, truly feeling better, less toxins in your body. Let's talk about breathing properly because a lot of people will do those other things, which is great. I want you to do those things if that's going to help you feel better. 
just understand that that's only going to encompass 30% of all, of all the elimination of the toxins in your body. So that's, that's the third important thing um, that I really think about is, is the fact that literally you will feel better if you are more conscious of your breathing. Um, and, and, you know, another thing is that a lot of people actually overbreathe. So what a lot of people actually do is um, they breathe too quickly. And what this does is it doesn't give your body the time to use carbon dioxide to its advantage. So we all know that we need oxygen when we also need carbon dioxide because what that does is it uh, loosens the bond between oxygen and hemoglobin in your red blood cells. And then it allows that oxygen to escape out of those red blood cells and get into your organs and into your tissues. So it allows you to literally feel better and perform better, especially for athletes. That's a really important component. Um, so, so that's, so that's breathing in a nutshell. What more, what, I mean, how many more reasons do you need to breathe? Right. You, you need, you need, you need, because you need it for your brain and you need it to feel better. Those are really the two main things. And so the over-breathing part comes from really the technique of how to breathe properly. Um, so, so let's just review this. I'm sure you know these things, Jordan, because you're, you're uh, a meditative kind of guy. Um, but for the people that are listening, first important thing of breathing is that it's always in through the nose. And you want, Jordan, I'm not sure if you know this because this is like crazy fact that I was in research I was coming across. So back in the day of cavemen and cavewomen, when we were hunting and gathering, right, very rarely would they breathe through their mouth. They would always breathe through their nose. And the only time that they would breathe through their mouth was when they were hunting or being hunted. So when they're at the peak of physical exertion. And over time, the human brain developed this association between breathing through the mouth and the fight or flight response system. So the brain started to say, oh my God, I'm breathing through my mouth. This is a really important time. I'm either trying to kill something or I'm about to be killed. So it triggers that fight or flight response system. So a lot of people are mouth breathers. And so what I would encourage to all the, all the listeners today is to, to be a little bit more conscious about breathing through your nose because it really humidifies the air for your body and it filters the air. So your nose is truly there for breathing and our mouths are truly there for eating. So really be conscious of trying to breathe through your nose as much as you can. So that's step one, right? Uh, another really important thing is that we breathe deep into our belly. A lot of people are what we call vertical breathers. So they get tall and that oxygen only really gets into their chest. When the best oxygenation of our body happens when the oxygen gets into the deepest portion of our lungs. So when we really use our diaphragm and we really expand our bellies to make sure that that oxygen gets into the deepest portion of our lungs. So that's the really the important thing number two. And the last and third important thing that I like to always remind people um, is that your exhale is longer than your inhale. That prevents overbreathing. So when you make sure that you exhale longer than you inhale, that exhale is going to be slower, it's going to be calmer, and it's going to give that carbon dioxide time to do what it needs to do in order to make your body feel better. So, so this is what, what I would normally like to do is we can do a small little exercise is what we can, we can find something that's called your resonant rate. So there's actually um, the optimal resonant rate for most people is four to six breaths per minute. So that sounds like not a whole lot, right? That sounds like, oh my gosh, how can I possibly only breathe for four to four, six times per minute? Um, when, if you break it down, if you inhale for four seconds, then you, right, the inhale is usually for four to six seconds. If you're taller, usually above six feet tall, that's when you can start breathing for inhaling for six seconds. Usually for someone like my height, I'm 5'10", 5'9"-ish. 
So that's, um, that's I'm, I'm closer to four seconds, right? So you find your, your inhale time, usually around four seconds for most people. Then you have that hold time in between of two seconds. And then you have that exhale for six seconds, right? So all of a sudden, that's 12 seconds. And so if you're breathing from, and that's on the shorter side, so if you, and if you happen to do it for longer, then all, all of a sudden, breathing four to six times a minute doesn't seem like so crazy, right? So this is, so this is something that we can do, um, and it's a, it's a cool thing that once you do it, you can only do it for a couple times, and you immediately feel better because you're breathing properly. So first things first, we always encourage good posture, so shoulders back, chest up, Nice tall body language, that's what I like to do. I like to close my eyes and then start with a nice inhale for four seconds. Hold for two and exhale for six. Inhale for four, hold for two, exhale for six. Inhale for four, hold for two, Exhale for six. Inhale for four. Hold for two. Exhale for six. So that's just a short little breathing exercise that a lot of I tell a lot of athletes to do because how much time did that take us? That literally took us less than a minute, right? And do you feel better, Jordan? I feel I'm actually in a flow state right now. I feel the, the comparison I could draw right now is if anyone's ever taken Adderall, I feel like I'm on Adderall in this moment, which is kind of great. I also feel I've been tense in my back all day. My, after doing that, Matt, my back is loose, completely loose right now. I've literally, I've been rubbing my back. I've been meaning to do yoga after this and I feel so much better. Yeah, I feel freaking great. And the thing that I had no clue about, which I love that you mentioned was breathing through your mouth. I, I'm a mouth breather, honestly. And breathing through my nose, this entire time you've been talking, I've been breathing through my nose, which eclipsed that flow state. I feel fantastic. So that's that's some great that's some great knowledge nuggets that I'm gonna take for my own practice when I go throughout the day. Everybody that's listening, something that it's it's hard to breathe through our nose. It's harder than breathing through your mouth. And most people are just used to it. So you really got to practice. You got to take time. Um, and over the past, I've really been practicing a lot for the past three months or so. And it's become so much easier from when I started. I used to always breathe through my nose or through my mouth when I was sleeping. I used to always just breathe through my mouth all the time. Um, and so I encourage you guys to schedule breaks throughout the, throughout the day, you know, to practice and to get better. We, we sit in front of screens. We live in a world where we're looking at our phone 24-7. We're looking at our computer 24-7. So schedule some breaks throughout the day where you can get up out of your seats, you can get up out of off your couch, you can get up off of wherever you are, you can walk around and you can practice pro- breathing properly for just a little bit. And it really, I think will make the biggest difference. Yeah, completely. So Matt, I'm checking out the time. I want to be completely cognizant for time for you. And if people are really excited about what you talked about today, Matt, and want to get in touch with you from here, What's the best way that they could really start to learn about you or just get into your world? Uh, well, everybody can always feel free to follow me at, uh, on Instagram. That's where I'm probably the most active, uh, at Matthew underscore Farber one. Uh, I'm getting ready. So by the time that this probably airs, uh, it will be live. I'm launching my website, 
uh, and it's matt-farber.com. So you can feel free to uh, check out my website. I've got a bunch of little, uh, I do a weekly reflection on there to where I think about one lesson that I learned a week and try to talk about it and uh, how other people can possibly learn from it. I've got the connection to my podcast there as well, the Pay It Forward podcast, which can be found on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, and, uh, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, and if you want to email me, email me. You can email me at matt. Uh, at matt-farber.com anywhere you can get in touch with me I always respond to anybody that reaches out to me so uh, I, I'm always open to talking to new people meet new people so if you guys are ever interested feel free slide in those DMs message me email me do whatever uh, and I'd be more than happy to chat with whoever yeah and if you're someone that's looking to really focus on your mental performance Matt is one of the elite in the world in his craft and like we talked about during this episode, you want to spend your time with people who are going to grow, shape, and expand your consciousness, your performance. You have someone that you can bring into your world who was literally a United States bowler for Team USA who went down to Brazil a few months ago and won, won silver, right? Uh, I won one gold medal, one silver medal, and one bronze. Yeah, so this guy is a, <laughs> this guy is a medal winner, one of the best in his freaking craft. How valuable would it be to get him into your life? How valuable would it be for you to start up-leveling your mental performance? So that's it, man. Matt, it's been a freaking pleasure talking to you. My back feels amazing. I'm going to go do some <laughs> after this. And if you, if you had to give one suggestion for the audience, one suggestion that they can do this week that will start to make a difference, in their life, what would that be? That one suggestion. My one suggestion to people um, is to always remember that to our knowledge at this moment in time, we get one life to live. This is the last, what's today? I, I lose track of days. Today's January 29, 2019. This is our one and only January 29th of 2019. So are you going to live it by being upset or being mad about something stupid that's not gonna matter 24 hours from now? Are you going to enjoy it and you're going to love it and you're going to uh, truly, truly, truly uh, try to show love to everybody that's around you. So that's, we get one life. Don't, don't waste it being upset. Don't waste it being miserable. Um, spend it, use it, enjoy it, and truly be conscious of whether or not you've got that mentality of if life is happening for you or to you. Yeah. And I'll finish it. I'll finish the episode out on this. There was a study, I don't remember the specific study, but there was a study that talked about following people throughout a course of decades, and they also interviewed them at the end of their life, like deathbed scenario. And they asked them what the one, like the biggest regret that they had. And the biggest regret that the majority of these people, more than 75% of these people had was not going for it. That's kind of open-ended, but they regret it. They, their biggest regrets are not things they did, but things they didn't. So they were afraid to do specific things in their lives. So this was the over, like, I think this was the overarching theme of our conversation today, how you could live a life of presence, meaning, and really just kick some freaking ass once you could dissipate that fear. So think about what you can do this week that will start to transition you. And Matt, what a pleasure to speak to you. What an honor it is to be a friend of yours, and I look forward to connecting you uh, shortly after this conversation, bro. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast of The Coach's Corner. 
If you enjoyed what was said on today's share, please leave a like or a view on this podcast so we can reach a larger audience and ultimately raise the consciousness of the community around us. The reason why I started The Coach's Corner was to really help as many people raise their awareness. I know from my own experience that when you raise your awareness and you become more conscious of the life you live, ultimately what follows in suit is more happiness and a life of abundance. Thank you for tuning in to today. I look forward to spending more time with you on the next episode.